0: All right, we are back with another episode of the Work Week After Hours, and I am Shane Howard here with uh, my really, really good friend Steve. Steve Cadigan. Hey, Steve. <laughs> Steve here. Hey, get, Shane. We get, Yeah, we're getting back in the. We, we've had a couple of weeks off here. Um, yep. We're getting back in the uh, in the in the thick of things. So uh, it's been a really big week for you, right? Like this is. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I actually. For those that are unaware, I actually just got back from living in Steve's house for a week. Um, we were kind of headquarters in with uh, Steve's Steve's book launch, um, WorkQuake, which is uh, rocking right now on Amazon. So make sure you go grab a copy of it, grab the Kindle version, gift the Kindle version out. We definitely appreciate it. Make sure you also leave a review on the book as well. So, Steve, how's, how's this week been for you? It's been a whirlwind, Shane. I
1: mean, uh, just, uh, you know, as we've talked about before, I've never been through this process, <clears throat> never written a book. Um, I'm probably uh, just still catching up and learning as we go here. But it's super exciting, you know, to have something you've spent a good few years putting together and capturing many stories and many ideas that you have, putting it out to the world. kind uh, It's kind of it's nerve-wracking in a way. You know, you don't know how people are going to react and how it's going to be received. And so far, I'm just blown away by how positive the reception has been and very grateful for all the the feedback that I've gotten so far. Um, so, you know, it was going to be it was this was just meant to be a little project. I'm going to put a little book out there. And I'm, I'm really excited to see, hey, there's there's starting to be some good momentum behind it. So, yeah, it was great. We had a little reception, as you know, for for listeners. We had a little reception at the house for so a lot of the my inner circle who was part of the book. People I quoted, interviewed, helped me, challenged me, uh, helped me uh, along the path. So that was really nice. And um, and so now we are in full on let the world know uh, mode, which is uh which is exciting. In fact, you know, you, what the listeners don't know is right before this, we're like, Hey, there's a TV station that wants, uh, wants to have me on air. So when we're done here, I got to go get my makeup team ready for that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's been, I tell you, it's been great from, you know, your impromptu appearance on, uh, Fox business to, you know, the fast company article that came out last week to Inc. Mm -hmm. magazine, to even, even the, um, even, even, So there's a there's a news station in Great Britain that you're going to be on here in a few hours as well. So, yeah, it's been Mm -hmm. great. It's it's, uh, you know, I think the response, at least from my point of view, the response has been fantastic. The support has been fantastic. Um, I really, really appreciated being able to, um, I guess, connect and even put a face to a name with a lot of these these folks in the book or, you know, people Mm -hmm. that we've interacted with on social uh, that were on uh, that were at your reception um, that was really, really good. You guys were obviously gracious enough to have me out and uh, you know hang out and and be a part of be a part of your family for a week so that was uh, that was nice it was good it was it was really cool to see uh, see everybody kind of all in one place mm-hmm. and what's what I find pretty
1: exciting is how that whole book launch has uh, has triggered a uh, as is part of a moment in time, a moment in history that we're all going through. And uh, as I talk a little bit about in the book, my uh, my start on the book, I had a, a friend of mine, Thomas Lee help me get going on this one. And while working on the book, he lost his job and he was going through some career changes, right? And while I was still, you know, before this thing's hit the market, you hit me and have some ideas around the future of education. Boom. And all of a sudden we're lit up and then COVID-19 arrived and everyone is is facing this new crazy future of work, you know? And so it's just how all these pieces starting to fit together that it's not, you know, it's not some novella that has no real relevance to right now. I feel really fortunate to sort of sink. I've sunk my teeth into something that has really had even more value today. And that may be part of why there's... There's really good interest in that. And, uh, you know, so so to me, that just makes all these interactions and these connections even more meaningful and why I like doing things like, you know, helping people see a different future and how dramatic the decisions are that people are making, like the decision we've talked about on the show around you and your family, you know, change in course dramatically in so many ways and embarking on this this adventure to, to Portugal. So get, bring us up to date on that. How, how how's that going and, and let, let our audience know a lot of folks asking questions on, on where you are with that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, things are still progressing, uh, really, really well. Um, we're hoping that this whole change in, you know, the I'll call it a resurgence of a new variant and all this stuff. Um, you know, we're, we're still scheduled to take the kids, um, for two weeks during fall break uh, during, during October to go check it out. Uh, some really interesting things I can give you, we're always not really comparing. And again, if this is the first time you are hearing this, you know, me moving to another country, isn't a knock on the United States. It's just, it's interesting that, um, you know, some of the comparisons, for example, right. So, um, they have had a, so, that, so Portugal being a much smaller and, um, less financially large, country compared to the United States um they you know were a little lagging behind on the vaccine as far as getting it and getting it rolled out and those kind of things uh but since then they have they have taken off since really since March and April um it's really kind of taken off when it really started to roll out there and um i think they are actually on target this month to be at over 70% um of the population uh, vaccinated. And by October, they are expecting 80 to 85% of the population to be vaccinated. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and again, it's just, it's seeing the rollout, seeing the, you know, there, there is much, there is a big difference. And I know that this is a very divisive topic and you know, it is what it is, but their, their country depends so much on, um, on tourism and other people from other countries coming there and spending money, and it's I don't know if that has a lot to do with it, but that's the feeling that I get in watching the news and talking to people over there that they're like, "Look, we have to do this like we like this is something we have we have to do this for everybody, we have to do this for the people who own the restaurants for the people who own the hotels, you know the small businesses and those kind of things so yeah we're we're on target we're moving uh moving along we'll be um um you know, we'll we'll be we'll be putting some paperwork and some different things in place by the time we get back. And I got to set up a bank account and all that good stuff in another country, which will be something obviously new to me. So that will be mm-hmm. um, that'll be a new experience. So yeah, I mean, we're 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 progressing right along. Um, the wife and I are kind of vlogging this thing about you know the process and all of that. Um, there's some challenges in doing a vlog and doing a a quote unquote mm-hmm. show. Uh, with your spouse. Um, Timing is one of those things, especially when you got kids in the house and trying to figure out those things and, you know, communication and those Mm -hmm. things. So um, it's much like having a normal business partner only, you know, they have a little bit more. There's no HR department. Right. So you get told, you know, uh, you know, told you told however you actually feel right. There's no there's no filter on things. So but yeah, things are progressing really, really well. Things are progressing well.
1: Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a growing moment for your relationship with anyone when you go through some really big changes like that, you know? And I th- I feel like for for countries, for organizations, for leaders, we're all facing something new, something hard, something different, you know? And kudos to you guys for leaning in and going, "Where's there an opportunity here?" and we're seeing the world differently. You know, we talked yeah. about this in in earlier episodes. I believe everyone is seeing the world differently now. And that's a beautiful Scary reality. If I'm if I'm holding on to employees right now, they're all seeing their jobs, their situation in their lives differently. I know I am. All my kids are, and they're not. They don't have jobs. Well, most of them don't, and they're looking at you know the future differently right now. And that's a really it's a great opportunity. And and relative to your adventure, just being on the sidelines watching. Well, how is Portugal handling this? How is Europe handling this? How are the countries that border Portugal handling this? And how does that relate to how the U.S. is handling it? Uh, just fascinating learning.
0: Fascinating. Yeah, they, yeah. It, 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 and it really is. And it's, uh, it, it's, been, it's been unique for me because now historically I've traveled um, and spent a lot of time in other countries. So I've always paid attention to their news, but only paying attention to it for the relevant time that I'm going to be there. So I'm aware of kind of the climate of what's going on and those mm-hmm. things this is very different because I'm having to learn behaviors. I'm having to learn how they're going about things. So yeah, it's unique. Um, you know, I think, I think I'd be lying and I think this kind of bleeds over into kind of what we wanted to talk about today of this anxiety of what we're facing in the future. Right. Even, even though Mm. I'm very confident in what we're doing, my wife is very confident in the decision. My kids are very confident. You know, there's there's, there's a, there's a natural underlying anxiety about you know, different things. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, I I think you and I've discussed this quite a bit. Um, there's a lot, I think everybody watching the news, everybody watching the internet, we won't even call it watching the news anymore. Just watching the internet. There's a common topic of, do we go back to work? Do we not go back to work? Are we going to go back to work? Are we not going to go back to work? Should we go back to work? Should we not go back to work And this whole like thing? and i i think let's actually play devil's advocate here for both okay. sides for a minute so i'm gonna i'm gonna do the opposite of what i normally do i'm actually going to take the side of the corporation and the okay. ceo um and then maybe you take the individual contributor and the everyday employee okay. of, sure. of those things so so okay
1: can i start because yeah, i kind of yeah, 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 i, go I, ahead, go I i'm gonna uh, enjoy my role because i've been pounded <laughs> by the individual contributor employees for yep. For good, for good reason and for fun. Sure. But here's what, uh, you know, what, uh, Shane, why as the, as the face of corporate, um, you know, the corporations, of the world, why, why, you know, we've proven to you over the pandemic that we can create value being from home. Like, why are you bringing me back to the office? It doesn't make sense. I'm nervous about it. I'm uncomfortable. I've shown you I can be as productive as I can, you know, as anything, maybe more so here. It's what I really want. Like, why are you bringing me back to the office? I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me
0: yeah and and this is where i think sometimes we look at people because of their financial success or because of their salary and we look and say oh this person's making seven million dollars a year what does he have to stress or worry about right why is he why is he stressed and worried and you know we see it with athletes oh he's making 40 million dollars a year what is what's he got to complain about right well the reality of it is is we no matter where you're at, we're all human, right? We're we're all, we all have our own personal issues. We all have our family members that are a bit sideways. We've got, you know, we all have all of these things going on. If I am, if I am, if I am the CEO of a publicly traded company and we're worth a hundred billion dollars and we've got 10,000 employees and I've got who knows how many shareholders were publicly traded, the stock price, everything depends off of both pieces, right? I am literally in a position to where the anxiety, I, I, I don't I, it may be the worst position you possibly can be in right now in the world of work in that position, because you don't like, there's so much anxiety around, we don't know, right? We don't know if you're going to actually be able to do this long-term and maintain productivity. Yes. Mm You worked really hard, Steve. You've worked really hard. You've been there, but what if you get burnt out from working at home? What if, and what, and how will I know? Will it Mm -hmm. be too late? Will Mm -hmm. it, you know, so there's all these anxieties of like, I'm I'm, and then I've got to, because if this doesn't work and I choose to allow you, because it's my say, right? I'm, I get to make the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the golden rule theory, right? He who makes all the gold makes all the rules. So it's that. And I get that you have a bunch of jobs, I, you know, out there that are trying to woo you out. I, I get those things. All I ask is for empathy to understand where I'm coming from because I also have to make these shareholders happy. And I've got to make sure that the stock keeps going up. If it starts to go down, well, guess what they're going to do? They're going to replace right. me and bring somebody else in. And, right. you know, so so there's all these different factors that I just don't think the individual contributor necessarily has empathy. It's not that we don't have empathy for you. We're the last ones. To, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Right. You, right, rightfully so. But I think there is that part of it.
1: Yeah. Reminds me of a story of a time I was working in Canada, PMC Sierra, and it was the chip industry. And the chip industry had been under pressure for years to produce volume, more, more complex technology for less and less money. And when you're in a space where you know, you're know you competing against Intel and they can underprice you uh, and take you out. And so we were our hand was being forced to look for lower cost centers to develop products. And so we looked to India. And went to India and we're like, hey, we're going to need to put a design center there. Then we went to our employees in various locations, design centers through Canada and the U.S. and said, we're going to have to create a lower cost solution because we're not growing the profits. Okay. So we need to go and create more opportunities for us to uh, shave the bottom line because the top line's not growing. And the employees looked at us in North America and said, "What?" incentive do we have to train people in India to do our jobs so they can take our jobs? And I'll never forget the moment. And our our CEO, this guy, Colin Harris, who's just like a, a genius, he's like, listen, there's a way for you to stop us from doing this. Create more products that are worth more. Then we won't have to go worry about cutting costs and going to India. But you're not doing that right now. So he just laid it on the employees like, hey, we, you know, and, and so they, it sort of quieted the the challenge, but it was basically, if we don't do this, we're all dead, okay? And so, and I think that's partially what some organizations, they're not explicitly saying that to people, but to recharacterize what you just said, which is, I'm not sure I can create value in this new, strange, hybrid, work-from-home reality. I'm not sure I can sustain that. I want to revert back to what I know. That's what we do as humans. When we're afraid, we go back safe. to what we know. Yeah, safe. That's right. It's safe. It's yeah. predictable. I yeah. feel more like I yeah. can control the outcome yeah. in this another world, in this other reality that we're in right now, which is a Twilight Zone Black Mirror episode. Like, I don't know that I can do that. So so it's, it's kind of human nature. That's why when all these angry employees reach out to me and say, why my company can't believe they're bringing us back? I'm like, I completely understand. And so do you. You understand. You may not like it. But what what's on you is to prove to your organization that they can do more from home you know that they can and, do more in a different reality
0: right? and, and and to echo that it's it, there's a responsibility on both sides right like there's a responsibility on both sides I mm-hmm. have to communicate with you as the leader of this organization to make you feel as safe as I possibly can make you feel com- I don't want to say comfortable because that's maybe not the right word but Um, appreciated, acknowledged as much as I possibly can. But I still have a responsibility to, I have a response. Like that's what I think sometimes gets lost is even though you're an individual contributor, I have a responsibility to you because I have to keep this company going and the profits going in the right direction. Otherwise, not only am I going to be out of a job, but you might be out of a job. And that's like, that sometimes gets lost in and and think about this think about this if i am if i am if I am uh if I'm the CEO i'll use a I'll use a fake company here uh because I don't want to call anybody out if I'm the CEO of Holey right we talked a lot about Hooli, right? Oh yeah right? yeah yeah so if I'm the CEO of Holey and I come out and I say I'm really struggling right now publicly um this is a really really tough decision mentally i'm I'm really unsure of where I'm gonna go right now we're having a lot of deliberation inside and Um, just to be frank, um, you know, I, I'm, this is, this is, this is a nightmare. If he does that, (laughs) can you imagine what like, like, like you're supposed to be invisible. You're supposed to be the guy with all the answers. Everybody's holding you to this level of unrealistic leadership that almost exists. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm supposed to be the guy with confidence. It's like, it's, it's very much like being the head of a household. If you are the emotional and financial head of a household, everyone in that household comes to you. Even though even though they're not going to agree with it. They've already made a decision but they still want your opinion, right? They still mm-hmm. want your input. If you don't mm-hmm. exude confidence, the, the 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 house falls. Like we're like we're in trouble. Like oh my gosh. Oh, if my kids come to me and like dad's not very com- oh if I, if all of a sudden I start doubting and expressing my external doubt about moving to Portugal, mm-hmm. m- well, my family's going. Well, maybe we shouldn't go. Maybe, maybe we really shouldn't do this. Maybe, uh, maybe why- Dad
1: knows something he's not telling us.
0: Correct,
1: mm-hmm. correct.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think yeah. sometimes that gets lost with dealing with, um, you know, again, I-, I think the pressure is is deservedly put where it should be put when it comes to those decisions. I just think we have to have empathy to understand hey he's going through something and at the end of the day when he goes home he's still dealing with his wife he's still dealing yeah. with his kids he's yeah. still dealing with his neighbors like all these things
1: yeah it, there's a there's another side of this that's fascinating to me i was i had a tiktok stream up there uh on this topic a few weeks ago and one of the comments came back was really cool it said Companies have been telling us for years that we're all replaceable. And with almost a million jobs open right now in the U.S., guess what, companies, you're replaceable now. How does it feel? (laughs) And it was an interesting switch. So, uh, you know, working in tech, you and I have been working in tech for a while. We know you got to fight for people. We know it's a cultural battle. We know if you're not happy here, you're going to walk across the street. Burger King doesn't know that. You know, a lot of these other hotels don't know that because they've had a captive employee base. And so that's part of the accentuated fears. If I don't figure this out, if I don't deliver, <clears throat> my employees are going to vote with their feet and they're doing it. We have more resignations since we've been tracking resignations, voluntary resignations in, in America than ever before. And I believe it's only going to pick up um, because the people that are leaving have low carry. They have low you know, overhang of mortgages and, and tuitions the people who have mortgages and tuitions need a little more time to plot their move, but they're going to make it. And so, so here's the thing. Like, uh, and and I really kind of want those of you listening right now who are in positions of leadership, who are governing this decision process in your company to listen to what I'm about to say, which is, I'm not sure the decision is as valuable right now as the way you make that decision. Should we be hybrid at home back to work? Are you just going to go away on a mountaintop and come up with your tablets and come down and tell everyone what it is, which is what I see a lot of companies doing? Or are you going to ask them, engage them and say, Hey, we're in this crazy new world. We don't have all the answers, but we know we're going to need to try some things and learn. It's going to take patience from all of us. I'm going to my board and say, Hey, my team wants a different reality. I want to deliver that for you. So here's how we're going to roll. That I think is a better way to go about this. But don't make no mistake how you go about making this decision is
0: almost i would say more important than what the decision is right yeah and and i think and i think you you and i actually had this conversation this week if if we're going to communicate with our customer to find out how we can best serve them and what we can provide them as a service and as a product and get that feedback to better our business we should also do that with the people that are building this business and the people that are pushing this forward. Right. I don't mm-hmm. like I, I go to my family. Right. I I, I relate this to a family because it's very, very similar. Right. The, the 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 hierarchy exists very, you know, very much the same when you have kids. Right. It's like I, I cherish my kids opinion. I want that. I, I want them to learn that their opinion is valuable. You you are allowed. That doesn't mean that I'm going to go with your opinion. Right. right. Like my, my kids to say, well, I want to stay up later tonight because it's OK. <laughs> if you can articulate to me why this is beneficial for you and what you're doing, then let's hear it. And sometimes they do it really well. And I'm like, I hey, it's to, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good explanation. Then, okay, cool. Right? right. Or, you know, it's not. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's wild to think that like, we're going to just, like you said, if you're just coming down and, and you're unable to read the room properly and say, no, I don't care what you have to say. Don't care what you want to do. We are, uh, we're going to do this, and this is how we're going to do it. And mm-hmm. if you don't like it, I think you, I actually shared a story with you about this. If you don't like it, then you can leave, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, yep. and there are a lot of leaders who have done that. And and I think that's there's, there's a couple numbers I want to hit on um, in regard in relation to this because if you're listening, and maybe you're not a big corporation, maybe you're a small business, maybe you're an entrepreneur who's got a small team, don't be like. There's some really factual things out there that exist. One in the month of June, it actually just came out this morning in the month of June, there were 10 million job openings in the United States, 10 million job openings. Okay. Unemployment is at five. Yeah. Is at 5%, right? That's really low. And that number doesn't count all the people who are single member, LLC owners who aren't on payroll. Yes. So you and I technically in the, in the, in the, in the labor and statistics world, we're considered unemployed. Yeah. We're unemployed. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so it, so there's this thing of that number actually is probably, you know, a couple percentages lower because there's been, there's been a record number of LLCs formed in the last 18 months. Mm -hmm. So, so we know these things are happening. There's just more jobs than there are people right now here's something that's really unique. My son, who's 14 years old, who will be 15 in, uh, in November, he has been trying to get a job at these places where young people historically work and he's Mm -hmm. been calling and he's being told, well, you know, we typically don't, I mean, in the state of Kentucky, you can work at 14 on limited hours. Um, but it's like, don't, don't beg that you have this sign out front that says you're you're willing like you're just begging and don't complain Mm -hmm. don't gripe i have a 14 year old son that is just looking to work he just Mm -hmm. he doesn't care where he works he just wants job experience right he just wants to get a paycheck have a little money so he can buy video games and do some stuff with his friends that's what he wants to do right and he wants to invest he's gotten into this whole investing thing so it's like this thing of like Are we like, it's again, it's shape. It's, it's changing that model. And to me, that screams of horror. Not I'm saying horrible. Maybe that's a bit abrasive. May it's, it's not very good leadership at the next level down that you don't trust them to actually be able to properly execute and train a 14 year old and how to do something. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you really need employees, would you not be willing to take anybody like Walmart, okay. So our grocery stores here are typically open twenty four hours a day. Since the pandemic, that's gone away. Now Walmart's closing at eleven. We went, we went, my son and I needed something last minute. We're like, oh, let's run over here and get something. We got to have something from the morning. And yeah. they were like, Oh, yeah, sorry, we closed. I know we're we're our, our staff has told us, our bosses have told us that if nobody's here, excellent, like we can close earlier. It's like, what are we doing? Like Yeah. So Yeah, I think there's this wild take that we got to really wrap our head around actually what's actually happening, and Mm -hmm. then we got to communicate. So on your end of the individual contributor, Mm -hmm. you know, you're 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 beating us up, and Mm -hmm. you know, you're you're really giving us a hard time, and and you're upset, and you know, yeah, you do have more, you have more leverage than you've probably ever have in the workforce. Mm -hmm. How are you going to use that power? How are you going to use that? That's a big question, and I think that that demographic is
1: going through a transition period right now. I had a great conversation with a reporter a couple of days ago, and she's like, "Tell me the really interesting things, really interesting companies are doing around this return to the office, return to work, uh, and uh, you know, and we're and and my response was, listen. It's really messy right now. Uh, I said I, I got more examples of people, you know, fumbling their way through this, and I have a lot of grace for those people, the managers and employees. Like we, we're you know we're going through a transition, a raised awareness of a new reality, and we all deserve and and have the right to have some time to figure out how we want this to land in our favor, right? I think net net, okay. At the end. And I'm kind of a bottom line guy sometimes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a positive on every level. Companies have to be more in tune with their employees' needs and their home life and what's going on. Companies have to become more attractive employers. We're seeing people like $10,000 signing bonus to work in a pizzeria. We're seeing you know, $1,500 on the radio the other day. Um, truck drivers are being sought after You know $10,000 signing bonus and all kinds of I know, crazy things, because people are struggling to, tr- to try to find their footing on uncertain ground right now, and 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 so they're experimenting, which I think is great. You know, um, when you're when you're uncertain what to do, you've got to try a bunch of things. And I think net net, I think it's going to mean higher wages. I think it's going to mean better working conditions uh, for people. And uh, it's a long it's a long time coming. We've been living this in technology for a long time, but a lot of these other uh, verticals and industries that haven't had the challenge to fight for talent haven't been forced to face the reality and the reckoning that the world's facing right now. You know, gosh, yep. you know, when did you think that, you know, a hot dog stand is going to have a hard time, you know, or Wetzel's pretzels in the mall is going to have a hard
0: time finding people to work it. Yeah, it's here. Yeah, yep. and, and and I think it's such a combination of historical you know, mismanagement and also like this whole thing of like, wait a second, like, I don't have to like, that's not, I don't enjoy doing that. And I found out because I was forced to not be able to do that. I was forced to have to go do something else. And now I see, Oh, wait a second. I can sit at my home. I can be on zoom. I can, you know, these things and, you know, options for anybody are never a bad thing. Right. Right. Options for anybody, whether it's the, the corporation or the individual contributor. It's never, Mm -hmm. it's never a bad thing. It's what you do with those opportunities and those options. And, you know, yeah. um,
1: You know, there's an interesting perspective on this and um, we touched on this a little bit before, and I do cover this in my book, Workquake, a little bit, which is we as a business culture in this country, particularly in technology, have been caught with our pants down a little bit with the pandemic. And by that, I mean... Most technology organizations are not building to be a 100-year company. They're not investing in leadership. They're not growing it. They're just trying to survive right now and trying to get an exit in four or six years. Why would we worry about building leadership? We're probably going to be bought, acquired, merged, or have an IPO. And then some other team will come in and we'll run off to the next hot new startup. And um, and that's created this void of real leadership. And we're being put to the, the test. The reckoning day is here right now. And we have a bunch of people in what I, what I call battlefield promotions. They were sort of like in the line of fire, sort of put in put in charge, and they're not supported. They've not been developed. They've not been given tools or resources to help them through. And so, what you get in that situation is a little bit of messiness. Now, I'm I'm embellishing. I'm 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 over uh, indexing that on that to some degree. But that's kind of the interesting part of when we look at the future work right now, which is not many companies are building to try to be around in a hundred years. And I'm not saying that it's a knock, I'm saying that the future is changing so fast. How can you think you're going to be around in a hundred years? Like yeah. I want to have my piece for 10, 20 years and then something else is going to probably disrupt me. Yeah. And so why would I really invest in leadership? Because I can just go hire people to have those skills
0: hopefully. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's a bit of a paradox, yeah. you know, it really is there there's been lack there's there's been a lack of incentive for a company to build you know um genuine leadership and you know try to st- you know try to as you put it try to build help help the people who come into a company build like the whole employee for your career not just when you're here but also when you're gone right that's right. And, and, and I think I think there's so much of that, even 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 in relating to it for the company that's looking to be IPO or acquired, even the small business right now, they're fighting to survive mm-hmm. financially, just stay alive. Mm-hmm. So it's like, OK, I just got to pay my bills. Do I really have the bandwidth to make sure that 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 Jeff and David and Susie are over here and they're actually becoming good people, too? Or do I just I just need to make sure I can make payroll next week? Right. right and that's right. what I talk about that's that stress that's that anxiety that holy cow like i you know I mean yeah I, you have to like it's almost like you got to take a step back and this is the opportunity and this is what I love about it. this is what I want to get to you talk about this of leadership being more human the future of work being more human you are you are given a golden ticket, an opportunity right now to experiment and be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Be, set your team down and say, I am as lost as you are. Just know you trusted me when you came here to figure it out. We're going to figure it out and we're going to figure out this together. I'm going to share with you some stories. You know, I went home and my wife and we had this issue and this happened with our kids. So I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. Know that I'm going to make some decisions that are going to be difficult. Know that I'm going to make some decisions that aren't going to be popular with you. Know that I'm going to make some decisions that are going to be popular with you, but the general public is going to think that I've lost my mind. Mm-hmm. But but I have your back and, and we're going to go through this. And with your support and with your hard work and with our hard work and our support, we're all going to figure this out one way or another. And I appreciate, you know, you know, share with us this is to create a new culture of understanding mental health and understand, like, mm-hmm. do you, do you, I mean, do you think that that's the case? Like, this is that golden opportunity to be more human as you put it in the book. It's the greatest opportunity of our lifetime. We're never going to have
1: an opportunity like this. The window is open for people to be receptive to change, for companies to try new things without getting, you know, knocked for, you know, changing course uh, without a game plan. And now's the time to re- like I say it's the um, it's the optimal time to rebuild better. It absolutely is a big part you know, of work WorkQuake, as I, as I mentioned, you know, I wrote that book and almost finished it before the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and then reopened the whole thing up and said, OK, now that I know this, what would I change? And I really just probably uh, wrote a, the last new chapter in a, with a very different reckoning like, hey, we got, and, and that's how I finished the book. Like now's the greatest chance of our lifetimes to, to rebuild better. And the only thing that's blocking us is our human inclination. To, to go back to what we know, right? And the longer we're not doing that, the more the chances are we're going to do something different. This is the greatest thing. That, that happens to the human body too. The, the longer it's exposed to something different, the more it changes, right? Yep. Well, we yep. as organisms and and what are companies? They are a collection of these organisms and they're all doing different things. So I think it's a great opportunity. And if, if, if you're an organization that is going back to the way things were, I think you're really missing out. And I was thinking about this: like Jamie Diamond has been very, you know, much in the news for saying, Well, if you're not in the office, you're not hustling, that's how we create value. Everyone's coming back, that's just how we roll. And I think I understand where he's coming from. I think it's a little bit tone deaf. But here's a here's what I would say if someone said, Hey, what's your coaching to Jamie Diamond be? And I would say, Well, Mr. Diamond. There's, there's a simple formula of how you're creating value. You have people, they do stuff and you produce an output. The people just massively changed. So you're focused on the output and the value of that output, but who's creating that output just fundamentally shifted. And if you don't recognize that you're really missing a fundamental learning that we've all had in this, everyone's seeing the world differently. And if you are jumping to, I can't create a better output with a different employee, then I, you know, maybe you're being short-sighted. Maybe you can create something better. Yeah. You know, how do you know that? How do you know that you cannot? Well, you're not even trying. You know, and so I get it. I want people with my money that are not gunslingers, right? I'm <laughs> like, yep. you're yep. investing my money. I want you to be tried and true. I get it, yep. and that yep. may be what the lesson is behind him. Like, hey, we want to be solid as marble you know we've got all this billions of dollars of people's money we don't want them thinking that we're a bunch of you know high tech you know getting high like Elon Musk you know and 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 doing something frivolous like we are serious you know
0: yeah, yeah, so no, absolutely absolutely and and i guess really what you're saying is in the current environment and current climate that we have there's such a bigger margin for error like we like you can make way more mistakes now and still figure this out than you could have 18 18 months ago and,
1: and a forgivable margin
0: of error yes right yes. You, you're going to be yes. forgiven because there's a lot of unknowns mm-hmm. on, on both sides from the shareholders mm-hmm. and the individual contributors like that that, that's the case so man right. man right. i think this is uh this is a good this was this was a good one steve we were able to yeah. it's kind of this been this ongoing theme um I think something mm-hmm. that we're going to try and do for our listeners too, to kind of change this up too. I think you and I've discussed even potentially starting to have some guests on, and uh, and and do some interviews. But yeah, man, what a time! What a time to deal yeah. with the all of it. It's just a, it's a, it's literally an ongoing experimental case study that we're seeing unfold mm-hmm. before our eyes.
1: Yeah, if you're a closet cultural anthropologist, and I think you and I both are, this is just a candy store of oh. new stuff hitting every single day and. Companies that are, you know, offering different kind of benefits, and companies that are offering, you know, reorienting their compensation, and uh, and I'm seeing a theme of freedom, you know, come yeah. into that employment picture. There was a great post by this really interesting CEO Shahar uh, Shahar Perez, who uh, runs a company called Stoke, and he posted it yesterday, and I threw it up there on LinkedIn as super fascinating he made a job offer to someone who'd been working part-time for him as an individual, you know, contractor for two and a half years. And it was sort of like, welcome to the team, but you've been here a long time and and please, we want you to continue being a contractor while you're working for us. And it was just like, and
0: and she actually stated when she first started the contract, I believe if it's the same post where where, it was like, I will never, never, I'll never be a full (laughs) time. I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to do that. So, but right. because she believed in their culture so much, yeah, and he he clearly has, and you and I have gotten to know Shahar a little bit uh, personally too. But he clearly has executed on what he said on on who he says he is over time, right? Yeah, and right, and that that is what that is. So, man, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. that was that what was really I, I liked
1: about that. And this will sort of be the last you know nugget that we can we can leave for audiences, you know as a recruiter who's hired thousands of people and interviewed thousands of people, interviewing is the worst predictor of, you know, hiring, you know, uh, insights that there is. What's the best one? Having someone come in and do the job for a while, an internship, or in this case, someone as an individual contributor and a contractor, you know, gig worker for, in the case of, uh, of Stoke for two years. Well, so now we both know what we're getting ourselves into. There are no surprises here. I know your culture, I know your
0: leadership and so forth. So that's part of the opportunity that we have now, right? Right now. So so what you just put in is put this thought in my head. The future of work, you and I both agree that it's going to be a blend of not just full-time individual contributors, but also contractors, right? We believe that there's displaced workers who I've talked to you about someone that I know who was given two different job offers by the same company. One was to be an mm-hmm. employee. So what you're really going to get to do on both sides of the fence as the company and as the contributor, you are going to get to test drive. It allows for better, better quality long-term, right? It allows. So I get to test drive your culture and see if this is really a place that I want to dedicate my full time to. And Hey, we get to, we get to test drive and see if you're really what you're about and if you really can do, because it's much easier for me to let you go. If you're a contractor right Mm -hmm. it's much easier you know there there's some benefits there um so it causes both people to have to really kind of be like like be more human right like be more human to be in the present so test driving talent and test driving companies i love it i
1: love it yeah all right everybody that is another episode of work week after hours i'm steve cadigan here with my good partner shane howard and we'll look forward to seeing you again for our next episode. Please, please uh, like, uh, comment, share this, uh, give us a review, give us a rating. It helps give us a better audience. If you are frustrated with the current conditions of work, well, then you need to tell more people to listen in here because we're all about trying to help you, trying to help your organizations uh, become better. So thank you again for uh, for joining us. Cheers.